Hey guys, you're listening to Pop the Question, where we, well, pop the question. So, I'm here with Hyatt, and as I like to call him, Dad. Um, But before we start with the question, we're going to kick this podcast off with a would-you-rather question. So, Dad, would you rather push or pull while moving a trampoline? So, if you're moving a trampoline across the backyard... Would you rather be pushing or pulling? Mm, pushing. Is there any logic behind that? Uh, normally when you lift heavy objects, I guess if I was pulling it, the trampoline, I'd be concerned about looking behind me. And I was afraid that I might trip and have my feet hit that uh, thing in front of me. But I guess there's lots of different ways on the trampoline that you could stand at. I was thinking about standing right with the part that hits the ground that stands on and that would hit my feet if I was going backwards yeah well I guess I could also turn around and have my hands behind me as I lifted it and I could walk forward still well you can like drag it while you pull it it's not sideways isn't an option I don't know so would you rather be would you rather pull it sideways push it or pull it I guess I would rather go sideways. I would rather pull it because I've moved a trampoline before and it is actually easier to pull it. It is? Yeah, because when you're pushing it, you're not really doing anything, but when you pull it, it's kind of like, it kind of goes in like little jolts. It goes like whoop, whoop, whoop. Oh, well, that might be the thing. If it's not doing anything, I think I might be lazy. And so I just want to do the thing that requires less work. Hmm. Well, what do you guys think? Would you rather push or pull a trampoline? Anyway... Now that we have answered our would you rather question, I am going to draw a card from the Pop the Question card deck. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Okay, Dad. What is the stupidest thing you've ever fought over with your sibling or close friend? Let's see. The stupidest thing that I ever fought over with one of your aunts or one of my close friends siblings or, or close friends well i only have sisters or siblings so that's so sisters or close friends okay um fought over one of the stupidest things i've ever fought over with my sister mm-hmm. is the name of a duck because there's this duck living by the bus stop and we were arguing over dinner because kaya said that his name was prince edward and i said his name was bill didn't I settle that argument for you all? Yes. And his name was Bill, right? His name was Bill. Yeah. I totally won that conversation. That's right, because you had known him beforehand, or was it just because it was a better name? Well, I'd seen him beforehand. Oh, gotcha. So that's why we settled it that way. Yeah, I don't remember very many arguments that were stupid this far. I mean, it's been a while since I was that age as well. I'm trying to remember. It probably would have been something with... Aunt Acacia, but I don't remember. Um, Any object? Any what? Any object? Like objection? Like object. Like were you fighting over like a toy or like it could be your friend like from school. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Too much. Sorry. Okay. 
So should we draw another card? We should. Yeah, that 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 one just went flat. <laughs> okay, so guys, my dad did not have an answer to that question, so we're gonna draw another card. Okay, Dad, have you ever said something that would sound really weird out of context? For example, um, we wanted to put a book in the like a joke book somewhere, and my friend was like, "Oh no." We don't have any joke books. And my sister said, yes, you have that joke book with the joke about the super pickle. Because it was like, what is green and flies? And the answer was a super pickle. So, like, out of context, when Nora was, like, walking around and she yelled, I can't find the super pickle. It would sound really weird if you hadn't heard the conversation that we had beforehand. Yes, that is very true. And I think it sounds weird anyway, even in the conversation. I'm trying to think what I might have said out of context. I feel like my life has been something completely out of context, so it should come to mind. I know, it's just hard to think of something specific. I know. On these podcasts, it's like we should read the questions in advance. I wonder if that's how people actually do it. Yeah, Mom, but, that's what Mom wanted to do. But she you was... wanted to find her on the spot? Yeah. Did you, but you knew the questions in advance because you wrote them. Yeah. So you already had the answers to them all? Yeah. That's so good. And that's why, so the reason I have things to say about all the questions, because I put it at the bottom of the card, I wrote talk about super pickle on the bottom. That's so good. So that you'd have time to think about it while I explained the super pickle. But then I want to hear your story as you talk about the super pickle too. So then I'm partly listening to you because I want to hear what is this pickle got to do with something out of context? But uh, I can't think fast enough on my own what would be out of context. There's this episode in a show where somebody asks them this question, like, have you ever said something that would sound really weird if you hadn't heard the conversation? And he's like, no, I can't really think of anything that comes to mind. And then later he goes like, wait, no, I have something. And then like it plays through all of the like parts in the show and it's like, hey, look, a cloud angel. Or like, definitely the giant floating baby head. Mm. And this time, I'm not gonna use the banana. And stuff like that. That is true. So that's my inspiration for this question. Yes. I think that would be something like, you know, you're kind of like a dog. Or when I make a comparison to a person and an animal or something else, and they don't get the rest of it. Later on in life, I learned that even though that analogy might be true, like perhaps you're as loyal as a dog. Um, comparing Nicole, your mom, to a dog is never a good idea anyway. <laughs> Just sort of on the surface is where the comparison seems to be heard. So that might have been one, one case. Let's have another question from you. Okay. So next question, guys. Um, what is the most nostalgic thing you found? My friend Nora has her own podcast. She does it with my sister Kaya. It's called Loving It. You guys should totally check it out. Um, and on the first episode... Um, Nora talks about how when she's cleaning her room, she finds something nostalgic and she sits down and then thinks about it for like an hour. And that has totally happened to me. So what is the most nostalgic thing you've ever found, Dad? Wait, wait how old are you? Are you 11? You're going to be 11? I'm going to be 12. You're going to be 12? Oh my goodness. How much nostalgia is there in 12 years? I mean, I thought you had to have at least like 20 years to get nostalgia or oh. nostalgic. Well, like if you find something, I... What's nostalgic I've, for you? Well, I think that in 
third or fourth grade, I found a paper bag in my bookshelf that had straws attached to the bottom. And in second grade, I had made that uh, because during Ranger Tammy time, we had to make a tree costume. Okay. And I was like, I'm going to dress up as a tree for Halloween. So that was very nostalgic for me. Okay. I was like, oh, I remember when I made that tree costume. When I, in my growing up as a child, we were, um, well, Bob and Tata, your grandma and grandpa, were missionaries, right? And so they didn't make a lot of money uh, at the time. Now they're artists and they're doing very well. Um, But one of the things that we had for Halloween was a tree costume that my mom made your grandma or your tata and it was i had seen the movie with the wick wicked witch of the west and the, um, wizard of oz? the wizard of oz yes and in it there are these trees that throw apples at you and they're so scary and i was so excited as a little boy thinking oh my goodness that's so great i mean one of these great trees um but it turned out that it was just a very simple tree and i remember the pants being very tight and just feeling uncomfortable inside this thing and a bit disappointed because it was not a scary tree at all. It was just a tree? like a tree. <laughs> <laughs> and we go up and down the street and get our candy. Um, and I was pretty young at the time. But apparently every single one of us <laughs> siblings had worn that tree, which I discovered later on when oh. talking to Aunt Acacia and I think even Aunt Cambria, that they had also been the tree. So it got recycled as far as... Um, oh. As far as costumes went. So you're being a tree, I think, also reminded me that in a nostalgic way. Oh, it's continuing on to be the tree. So that was our our tree. I didn't end up being a tree. Um, I forgot what I was. I think I, I ended up being an Easter bunny. should have been a tree. I should have been a tree. Could have remembered it. Uh, yeah, I, I totally should have been late. a tree. We could dress up Lucas as a tree next time. Yes, that's a wonderful idea. I remember when he was... a. Peter Pan, or who wasn't Peter Pan? He, he was, was Jake in the Neverland Pirates. Jake in the Neverland Pirates. And you were Blackbeard, but you shaved your you shaved your whiskers like the night before, and we were all really disappointed. No, mommy wouldn't handle it. She's like, it's kissing I you know. is like kissing a rug, but not in a good way. How can you kiss a rug in a good way? I don't know, but she wanted to make sure that you threw that in there just in case. In any logic in my mind, there was a good way. She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even mention that it could be a good way. She just said it that way. Uh, anyway, yeah, Lucas would go around and people would ask him, who are you? Are you a little pirate? Are you Jake? Are you Peter Pan? And he, would, he was very young, maybe three. And he would say, I, Lucas. I, Lucas. Because that was his name. He got a lot of candy that year. <laughs> yep. Okay, what's your next question, my little lady? Well, next question we have, what is the weirdest or craziest spot you've ever hidden during a game of hide-and-go-seek? Hmm. That's a tough one. I don't know if I ever hid inside a washing machine. I feel like I might have. How long were you hiding there? Hmm. I don't know. I didn't have much of a concept of time then. It could have been 30 seconds, but it might have felt like half an hour. Once? Um... The trick is to hide with, like, another person, but the person mm-hmm. hides in front of you, so when they're found, you're not found. So oh, that's the, 
Good. So the seeker doesn't think to come back. Okay. So um, my cousin, she hid in front of me because she was going to hide in the same spot that I was hiding. Yeah. And she's like, can I hide with you? And they found her, but they didn't find me. And oh. I was hiding behind her. Nice. But I hid there for like a really long time. And they hadn't said that they gave up. They just started another round without me. Oh, that's the worst. And whenever we play hide-and-go-seek with them, I always bring this up, and they claim that they don't remember it. That's so good. But they always feel really bad about it. Yeah. I think as an adult, I remember playing hide-and-go-seek a few times, and it was kind of like playing the high, the uh, quiet game. Like, hey, children, let's play the quiet game. Well, how does that work? <gasps> Whoever's the quietest, the longest, wins. And then we would have kids be quiet. That's, it's just amazing. It's an amazing trick, guys. And then what we had is, let's play hide-and-go-seek. And like, oh, yeah, yeah, And then they'd all go around and hide. And then you just didn't find And them. we just didn't do anything. But when you girls were really little, um, I think especially with the, with Kaya, like, she would go hide and she maybe she would duck down just, like, by a table. And you'd walk in the room and you're like, oh, there she is. Kind of. But then you act like you don't see her. Right, because they think, I think when you're really young, you're like, if I don't see them, they don't see me. Oh, uh, yeah. That and then so you kind of like look and you're like, oh, maybe you're in here. And I like pick up a trash can or look in a pillow. Um, and then like, oh, there you are. But then it was her turn. She would also do that back twist a few oh, games no, later on. Oh, that was me. That, oh, that was you? Okay. <laughs> I would, but, then, but then with Lucas when he was young, because I thought it was really fun, I would look under like a pebble and go yes. like, oh, wait, I know where he is. And I would pick up a pebble and I was like, oh. I really thought. He was under there, but he wouldn't even fit under yep. the pebble. Yep. Those are the good games. Yep. I never did find anyone underneath that pebble. <laughs> okay, what's your next pop the question? Okay, guys. Next pop the question is, what is the strangest piece of furniture you've ever seen? See, I don't even have an answer to that because I feel like, I feel like we've all seen... that be a real seen... one or not? I mean, I just get a double-decker couch in the Lego movie, but it wasn't real. I suppose I suppose it would count because it was furniture, and it was weird, and um, you did see it. It's yeah. not like something... I was I was thinking more like something that you drew, like, oh, if I drew, like, um, a couch shaped like a bean, would that count because I see it? But, like, that mm. wouldn't count. But if you did see it, like, in a movie or what if in a, a whole, store... What a whole movie of your bean couch... And were bean couch, like, is that different than a bean bag chair? Would oh. be a really big bean bag chair? Like, what What makes the difference between a couch is just, like, a few chairs put together, right? With no things in between them? And a bean bag doesn't have edges, so you can make a bean bag couch pretty easily. I think that the weirdest piece of furniture I've seen is in the movie, um, in the movie A Cinderella Story. But, okay. like, not the original one. Like, A Cinderella Story. Part two. Well, the second one with Selena Gomez in it, mm. there's like a chair, like, and it looks really uncomfortable. It's made of plastic, and it's kind of like a hand, like this, and you like sit on its palm, so it looks like somebody's holding you. Oh, okay. And it just looks really uncomfortable. That reminds me, when I was at the Naval Academy, my first, my first summer there, my first year, my plebe summer, uh, so I was a freshman, and we had gone in. And we were there already for the summer, and then all the other midshipmen come in maybe in August or September. And you get assigned to your rooms, and I was assigned with, I think, four others. There might have been four of us or five of us in this room. So it was the biggest room that they could hold that many people. Normally you get 
one or two roommates um, at the most. But here we were with the, I think it was the five-man, the five-man room. And we all had chairs, and then all the other midshipmen came back in, and suddenly my chair disappeared. And I thought, somebody took my chair. Like, I don't know who took it. I don't know how to get another chair. And so what I had to use was a trash can. So I had this, like, metal trash can. And I flipped it upside down on my desk, and I would just sit on my trash can and do my work at the computer. Was it uncomfortable? It was uncomfortable. But at least I got to, you know, it's better than standing up or sort of squatting and you'd been drilled in to like not make excuses and not make life hard for other people um and so i just it was a few days and then finally and i had no idea how to ask for it like i don't want to talk to anybody so well i guess i'll just have this trash can for a long time um because yeah if you ever ask things like take care of yourself get a message to garcia um blah 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 blah, blah. yeah and i don't want to talk to him anyway otherwise they just ask me to get more things for them and i get more trouble uh, so eventually after a few days, my a chair appeared. <laughs> so I don't know who took care of it. I don't know who found it. So like, hey, uh, give Mitch more a chair because he's sitting on a trash can. Yeah. So that was a uncomfortable piece of furniture, but at least it, it worked. Yeah. Um, so is that it? Oh, do you want another question? Sure. Pop the question. Last, last question. Um, what is the most painful What's the most painful or scariest injury you've ever had? Like Oh yeah, that's easy. Yeah. I was at a wrestling tournament at in college, I think my fourth year. And I had a I had a wrestling match and somebody went to throw me and my leg got stuck in between their leg and and around them. And so when they threw me, I went over, but my leg stayed where it was and it ripped in half, essentially. Like it's kind of like and there was all these loud pops. And it turned out I had torn my ACL and a few other things that hurt so bad. I was just screaming. And they came over. I'm like, hi, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, but it wasn't. So usually when I go to the doctors now, they say, hey, on a scale of 1 to 10, how bad does this thing hurt? And so now I know what a 10 was. Like, oh, okay, well, that was a 10. But everything by comparison would be like a 5 or less. So I don't always get the best help at the hospitals because I think, well, it wasn't as bad as that. Like, you know, I could still be bleeding out my nose or... You know, have a high fever. I think, well, it's still compared to the worst, maybe a five. It's still really bad, but that 10 one was just so bad. Yeah. So it's not always a fair question. So I think maybe later on, I talked to an anesthesiologist one time. And anesthesiologists, those are people that give you anesthetic. And he was doing research, and I was helping him out for a little bit, doing research on pain. So they're trying to figure out how people process pain. Um, and just in some of our psych conversations, he said, oh, yeah, if you don't say three or above, you're not going to get any help. <laughs> so oh. I was like, well, how do you measure it? Like, it's all kind of uh, self, you know, my my 10 is going to be different than someone else's 10. Like, your your worst pain ever is just based on what you've experienced in your life. So you think you know what the worst pain is until you experience something worse than that. So it kind of makes the scale change as you experience more pain. Very true. Um, so I think if you actually want some help, you don't really need to be honest with that one. Like, oh, is it a 10 compared to my worst pain ever? You should just be like, okay, if I want some medication to help this, uh, you need to say at least four or above and perhaps like even a six or above in terms of the numbers. Oh, so um, how did the experience affect you? Like, like nowadays, would you, like, are you more cautious about 
where you put your leg or something? Um, no. I mean, I I had a surgery and that got it fixed. It was certainly a very sad moment in my life where it was like kind of the end of a wrestling career too. So I remember seeing it and I had to walk around one time. There was a, there were some problems with the surgery as well. It was in the military. I don't know if the surgeon did a good job or not. I had some issues with the um, anesthetics that they did give me afterwards. It caused a lot of problems. And then they had to uh, train it a few times because there was swelling inside there. And they would say things like, the knee could only take 100 cc's of fluid or whatever. Every one time they went to pull the fluid out and it was, I think they pulled out 120, which made sense. So it was more than could actually be sustained. And I could see like the skin on my knee was sort of splitting because it couldn't hold all the, it's like this big bag of water in there. They put all this black stuff. Uh, but that doesn't quite answer your question. I think it was more of a psychological hurt for a longer time. And then I did get it fixed. They did a patellar tendon surgery where they took out part of my tendon, the middle part. And then they um, sort of used that as a band to replace the tendon that had been torn. And then maybe five years ago, I was just walking and it snapped again. Oh. But it didn't hurt as bad. It was just like, oh. And so when they did the surgery the next time, I thought, ah, I'll just leave it out this time because the other one had gone bad. And so you can get you can get it from a cadaver, so from a dead person. But it's kind of a weird question to ask. Like, I'd like to have a good tendon next time. So like if I die, you could use my body to take parts of good to other people. And I would, but I wouldn't want someone to use my body. Not because I don't mind them using my parts, but... Like, if you took my knee and said, hey, we'll take this guy's knee and give it to somebody else, they'd have a bad knee. Yeah. So I want somebody who's died who has a good knee. I was trying to ask, like, hey, doctor, what kind of quality dead person knee do I get? It's a weird question to ask. And uh, the doctor, when I asked him at the VA, the Veteran Affairs place, they're like, oh, that's a good question, which made me highly suspicious because I thought, this is a question that you should know. Like, <laughs> like you're the one with the surgeon. You should be able to tell me what the quality of... Uh, these legs are, and if you don't know, or if you're, at, if you're thinking that I'm asking you a good question, maybe I don't want you to do surgery on me. I would like someone that's on, like, oh, I give grade A, you know, quality tendons or something. Um, so I held off on that one, and I was worried that it might affect my ability to play with you children, like soccer or riding around. But I don't think it's been that big of a deal. We still played soccer, and I can still run now, so it hasn't hasn't affected too much that I can wear a brace when I need to when I do jiu-jitsu. So, yeah, I think I I'm think, comfortable with it. I think that you also answered our other question. Um, oh. What what would sound weird out of context? Mm-hmm. Can I have a good knee? Yes. Can I, can I have... What what quality are your dead people legs? That's right. That's that's a strange that's a strange thing to ask. Yeah. Even, even, even though I know the conversation behind right. it. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. What about you? Um, the scariest, uh, I would say the year that we moved here, Mm -hmm. um, when I got conjunctitis and my eye was swollen and I went to the hospital at like 4 Mm a.m. Cause I had been sleeping with mom Mm -hmm. and I couldn't see cause I can only wink with one eye. I can wink with the other eye now too, but I had my, like both of my eyes closed cause one was swollen shut. Right. And I could, like, only see a tiny bit out of my other eye. And, like, I remember, I like, in the middle of the night, I was like, Mom, I have to go to the bathroom, and I can't see. 
where mm. I'm going. Right. So mom had to get up yeah. and had to like guide me to the bathroom. And then I was like, mom, I can't like see. And, um, and she's like, okay, we're going to go to the hospital because like we gone to doctors on duty and the guy said, oh, well, if, if it's not like fixed or if it's getting worse, go to the hospital. Okay. So I went to the hospital and, uh, they gave me like an IV I think it's called like mm-hmm. like and I had like a get a fluid thing, but they messed up, so I had to get another one on my other arm. Oh yeah. Yeah, and so I was in there for like a week, and it was scary because you hadn't told me, like afterwards you told me that I could have like lost my eye, mm. or like it could have like affected my brain somehow. Right. So that it wasn't as. Oh, we never told you that it. Did. You didn't. You didn't tell me because you thought I would get like freaked out and scared. Oh, I mean, it actually did affect your brain. Okay. <laughs> um so yeah, so I wasn't I wasn't as scared right during the time because I didn't know that. But like afterwards, I'm thinking like it's scarier and um the way it affects me now is like if I get like if it starts hurting like right mm. up by my eye, I get worried and yeah. go like, "Oh my goodness, am I going to have conjunctivitis again?" And now I know the consequences right. of it. Oh, man, I never told you because I was there. I think Uncle Gray came over next door and he watched the other kids while you were at the hospital. Yeah. And I came there and watched you. And I remember talking to the doctor, like, and they're, like, being very serious. And I asked him, like, hey, are they, like, what's the worst case scenario? Like, do you just, like, take out her eyeball before it gets to her brain? And he looked at me like I was crazy, like, oh, it's not that bad. Oh, right. Oh, okay. So just so you know, apparently, like, I was trying to be more mad at matter of factual about it like you yeah. know we're all acting very serious here and that then they're like oh no like i guess my level of what i thought was serious was different than what they thought was serious uh but it does remind me there's a few times the nurses would come in there and it would bother me because they would say things like this isn't gonna hurt at all and you're like don't lie to her like of course <laughs> it's gonna hurt like have you never worked with children or you know you're gonna just break their trust yeah. And I think at one point during that stay, they came in and you had locked yourself into the bathroom <laughs> because you didn't want to get the shot. Oh, I thought that when I, I thought that that was when I was four. Oh, I maybe it was. No, no, I, I, I did do that. And you're like, no, you won't get him in here. But they were just <laughs> sort of like, oh, she's not the first one. We have the key to the door. You felt very betrayed. <laughs> I know, but like they had to like hold me down, oh, and yeah. it was it was scary, and I'm I was sure. screaming, and I was like, no, no, no. Yeah, you were you were out of control. Yeah, it was it, it was. was I had to get like a shot every day so that they yeah. could like test my blood. Yeah, and, like but it's I, not gonna hurt. You're like don't tell, like just tell her it's gonna hurt, but we need to get it done. Yeah, so like our our neighbor that lives next door. She she had come because I had become friends with her like before I went to the hospital, and she had this gum that she gave to me because okay. I didn't have braces yet. Right. And, um, and she's like, "Oh, I, Vera, I brought you this gum," and I was like, "Oh, yay! Thank you so much!" And I ate it, and it got stuck in my hair, and mom had to like get it out, oh. and then it got stuck in my hair again, and then mom took it away from me. That's so sad. So you had some good stories about getting your hair cut. Yep. Another question, perhaps. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, it looks like mom's here. Okay. Well, uh, I think that that is all the time we have for today.
Um, okay, so, anyhow, ciao!